Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am terrific. Oh, wow. I am. So I'm super excited about our topic today. Mm -hmm. Um, Had a great weekend. I watched my grandkids go swimming, some of them, (laughs) in the pool. It was cold, but they went in. It's just, and and as I walked out on the deck this morning before starting my day, I realized we have the whole summer ahead of us. Uh, that was me this weekend. This, I mean, this this past week prior to our recording has been so summer like. I feel like I've gotten yes. I've gotten like a jump start on some of those yard right. things and chores that I usually don't get to this early on. And yep. I just thought you you know you would have thought that I I don't know that I had like a new lease on life because I just kept thinking and it's only mid-may it's only right. mid-may <laughs> exactly i think my family is sick of me like <laughs> reminding them that like that it's, it's only not mid-may. even summer yet <laughs> and right and uh it's just my favorite time of year yeah we you know i actually um you know as this morning it was a little bit a little bit overcast but we have a couple crab apple trees in our front yard that are in full bloom. Wow. And one of them, and I know that we've got some some really potentially severe weather coming this afternoon. So I'm thinking all these blossoms are going to be gone. So, but I went out this morning and I just I want to take a picture of one of them. Mm-hmm. Just to remember because it really we have had the last couple of weeks have been amazing. Yeah. And so I do, we just need to enjoy it. And our listeners, you know, just enjoy it. Find those. We talked about it last week. Those little treasures mm-hmm. that are there. Find them. Enjoy them. Make the most of them. Because that's what life is about, is the simple pleasures and blessings that we have in our lives. So today's topic, um, you know, the title, When the Student is Ready, um, I just I'm so excited about this topic because the, you know our listeners have known that I've kind of gone through some real doldrums and I've gone through some learnings and I had some you know the down the the frightening part about realizing that in the month of April I had almost no learnings and mm-hmm. I was viewing everything from a negative mindset and so Saturday morning I'm getting ready to um to go to my son's house to help him do some more projects on the house and I look at the podcast from Maxwell Leadership which is the John Maxwell Leadership Podcast, and it was on opportunities. And I'm like, this is so cool because <laughs> that's my word for the year. Mm-hmm. But I kind of forgot it. Well, you know, I think what happened was I, was I was leveraging opportunities January, February, and March to excess. Mm-hmm. And that's why I got so busy that it kind of started to come apart because I wasn't careful. Yeah. And then... And then April was just like, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I, but I, I figured, was going to ask you that. I was going to say, do you think, you know, you got to that point of too much of a good thing? Yes. And, and so you went from one extreme to the, the complete opposite extreme. And now you're yes. kind of working your way to that point of equilibrium. Very good. And it was... So I was taking advantage of every opportunity rather than le- than looking at the opportunity. Opportunities were controlling me. I wasn't controlling them. Mm-hmm. And 
I think we, I could have done what I did, but not alone, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So in terms of leveraging the opportunities to, for training classes, I, I needed help sooner. And, and one of the things that, um, so the way the Maxwell Leadership Podcast works is John does a teaching and then Mark Cole and a guest from the staff unpack it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really struck me, so for our listeners' benefit, I, I, and I told you this, Marissa, before I even started, that I listened to the podcast three times, twice on Saturday, excuse me, and um, yesterday, uh, Sunday afternoon, I listened to it again. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I picked up on the second time through was that Mark Cole said he is deliberately expanding his team so that he can take advantage of the opportunities that are there. Mm-hmm where I have had people saying to me, you need to expand the team, you need to expand the team. And I just kept saying, yes, sometime I will. But I didn't. So the team wasn't able to manage the, the opportunities. You know, you and Marissa and our other Marissa, Marissa Beck, <laughs> were, were, were supporting me nonstop. You were getting overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But now we've added Kelly, our training coordinator, and we've, we're adding additional trainers. And this is the staff needs to be there to take advantage of the opportunities, I guess is what I'm trying to say in a long-winded way. Mm-hmm. But in, this, in this, um, this podcast about, you know, the essentials of, of opportunity, there were actually nine, and I, and I identified four of them in my post. The, the one that I think is great is the right attitude precedes opportunity. Mm-hmm. I am living proof of that. Yeah. Because I didn't have the right attitude, and I didn't get the opportunity. Yeah. It was right in front of me and I didn't see it. So I think we have to cultivate this this mindset of um the right attitude. Mm-hmm. Um here's a question that I don't know an answer to. So I'm oh, maybe you can help Great. me. Great. So ask me. <laughs> so <laughs> so how do I how do we how do we recognize when we don't have the right attitude or what, what, mm-hmm. you know, is there anything that you think I could have done differently to realize that I wasn't in the right place? Hmm. That's a really out there question. Well, I think I often know when I don't have the right attitude based on okay. like the way that I feel or the way that I'm like treating, mm. like treating other people. So if I okay. feel like, you know, I'm, I'm short with my husband or yeah. I'm, um, you know, a, a simple email maybe irritates me, then mm. I, I can kind of sense that like, okay, I need to, <laughs> I need to snap okay. out of it and get myself, um, into okay. a different headspace. So if we have good self-awareness, yeah. We should be able to recognize. So so probably part of my problem was that I my self-awareness isn't wasn't where it needed to be to pick up on it sooner. Okay. Yeah, or I, I think I think sometimes, you know, if you're if you're lucky, maybe someone would tell you if, the, if yes. like a trusted friend or colleague yep. or spouse um something like mm-hmm. that where they'd say like, "Hey, I I I've, I've noticed that you've been seeming, you know, burnout or whatever yeah um that that can always be helpful and i and i think you know i think you did have people telling you that and i think you did know i i i do think you knew you think i did know okay yeah but it 
Well, because I know that I know you were telling me in March already when I was saying, I'm really busy, but this is good. And you were like, really? Are you mm-hmm. sure? You know, and you're <laughs> right. I did. I did have my family telling me in April. There were comments if I, when I look back that I should have picked up on. It's it's hard though because it, it's and then it's up to you to to change your attitude. Someone can tell you a hundred times you've got the wrong attitude, but they can't change it for you. Right. And yes. That's you have to part. own. You have to own the change that's mm-hmm. needed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I had a, a bad attitude yesterday. I was frustrated with my family. I felt like my house was a mess. There was so much work to be done in the yard. And I just said, you know, I got to I got to run to the UPS store because I, I had to drop something off there. And I thought, you know, I need mm-hmm. to change my attitude. And then I treated myself to a car wash and okay. and came back feeling so much better. I would um, say, did you also get a Starbucks on your way? <laughs> you know what? Starbucks? I was going to, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and And I didn't help you because I sent you a picture of my grandkids in the pool. <laughs> so like. Look at what our look at what we're well, doing already. No, <laughs> I will tell you that I when I got that picture, I was sitting <coughs> sitting by Casnovia Lake with my friend. So, oh, there, good. So I was I was in a much better place physically and mentally. After okay, that. That, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So the first thing, the right attitude precedes opportunity. I love this second one. I just love the way it's worded. Opportunities are res- a result of pluck, not luck. Yes, <laughs> I just thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. Then there was a quote from George Bernard Shaw. The people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for circumstances they want. And if they can't find them, make them. I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's pluck, not luck. So, you you know, too many of us, we just sit there and we wait. Yes. Well, if you just sit there and wait, nothing's going to happen. Exactly. So that that was a really cool one. Um, Motivation always comes before opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then I started thinking about, um, so what, you know, where do I get my motivation? Because some days I don't feel like it. It's just fact. And so in my, and I, I teach a class on motivation and I have a statement in the class that says motivation is like a fire. You need to add fuel to it to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So for me, I identified as immediately when I was writing the post was my every other Thursday uh, John Maxwell team um, mastermind where it's, it's one hour. It's a standing group, but we don't all make it each week, it, every session. So every mm-hmm. other week we meet from, on Thursdays from 6 to 7, and we start out with wins. What are our wins? You know, and, and like last time, uh, one of, one, a, ver- a new – new member of our group, first time he had ever joined, um, talked about some contracts that he was able to get. And his biggest issue was, how do I deliver the goods? And what was neat was they're all in the, these, there were a group of like four of them in Indiana and they're very close to each other. So now they can help each other deliver the trainings, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so, but when I, so whenever I'm on that, so we start out with our wins and then we get to, what are your struggles? What are you working on? What do you need help with? And we share ideas with each other. And as soon as that, that's one of the fastest hours of my week. Mm-hmm. And when it's done, I'm so powered up, pumped up, ready to go, ready to look for opportunities, ready to see them, ready to pluck them. So I think if we can find whatever it is that 
that motivates us, make sure those motivations are handy mm-hmm. and nearby. Um, do you have things that you think are, are motivations for you or that charge you up when you get really low? Hmm. For me, I really look at motivation a little bit differently, more like consistency. Okay, um, good. I, like for, for me, it just simplifies decision-making to, to have a consistent practice that okay. keeps you on the path you're headed in. Um, so, so just maintaining consistency is motivating to you. Mm-hmm. I think it has, the, I mean, I okay. think they're different, but I think it has the same effect yeah. for me. But if I think if I need kind of like, like a boost, like if there's something that maybe I, is looming over me that I know has to be done, but I don't yes. really want to do it, yep. <clears throat> you know, that's a, that's a motivation killer. That's uh, a little different. You know, I might say, okay, I'm going to take a 10 minute walk, set a timer. And then yep. I'm going to work on said project for 30 minutes. And again, set a time, okay. set a timer. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that's incredibly motivational, but it gets things moving. And then I think yes. once you are in that place, you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. And you can maintain that momentum. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you that, that having tasks hanging over me that need to be done but aren't just kill all my motivation. Yeah. <laughs> but engaging, I like how you said that, but engaging in doing the next thing on that task mm-hmm. is motivating. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. So those are really the ones that I talked about, the essentials I talked about in my post. And, and then some additional ones was, I love this one. Opportunities are not seized in ideal situations. Ooh. I should have remembered that, but I love this, this quote. I would like to amend the idea of being in the right place at the right time. There are many people who were in the right place, but didn't know it. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize when the right place and the right time fuse and take advantage of that opportunity. If you, isn't that so true? There's so many people, like the right place, the right time is never, you're never the only one there. Mm-hmm. Others missed it. So for me, that was a great encouragement to think differently in those moments. And, and, you know, um, it kind of runs me quickly into another one here that opportunities can multiply or disappear. And as I was thinking about that one, I realized that opportunities have a shelf life. And if we don't seize them... Somebody else might, or they may just pass on. Mm-hmm. And somebody might say, well, what do you, give, me, give us an example. Well, when the world went virtual, WebEx didn't catch on quick enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think they lost a ton of market share to Zoom mm-hmm. or Teams. Who, which, and if you think about how did Zoom, Zoom reacted so quickly, I don't think WebEx did. And I've got, I've got a, a friend of mine who's a partner in an architecture firm, um, and, and he talked about uh, conference rooms that they'd equipped with, you know, six-figure uh, communication systems that were almost obsolete because it didn't fit what we're used to. So 
think realize that when there's an opportunity there, we need to seize it quickly because it could evaporate or somebody else could grab it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the other the other example, and I use this in my in my classes, and I've used it when we talk about how success can be a curse. BlackBerry. Oh yes. Yeah, remember, you know, everybody in business that was somebody had a BlackBerry. <laughs> and now I'll bet you if you would talk to kids, you know, even in college, talk about Blackberries, they're going to think about a fruit. Right. Right? But BlackBerry was first, but didn't, you know, Kodak was the first to have a digital picture format. And we're like, who? Mm-hmm. So, um... Opportunity without commitment will be lost. That's just kind of a, that makes sense, right? But then this one, opportunity is birthed out of problems. But last week we talked about, you know, if you want an easy life, you're not going to be successful because growth comes through things that aren't easy. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that one, that, that opportunities come from problems? What, what do you think, what are your, just your general thoughts about that? I I think they can come from problems. I don't think that they only come from problems. Uh, oh, agreed. Yes. Yep. Um but I I think whether you know you could be solving someone else's problem, right? That's how yes. a lot of new products and services come to market because they're yes. solving exactly. a problem. Um but I I think that if if you look at I guess I like to, I think I like to look at everything as, as an opportunity or that there's some kind of silver lining somewhere. So, mm-hmm. yep. um, I don't know. I, I, I pro- problems, right? Like what are problems? <laughs> there's big ones and small ones, but I, I think that yes. there's always something to, that can come out of it. Um, yes. an opportunity, a silver lining, a lesson learned, um, mm-hmm. All, all of those things. See, that's just the optimist in you saying, hey, I know that there's something good that can come out of this. And one of the things they talked about in the podcast was that every medication that now is helping people live a better life came from somebody being sick. Mm-hmm. So it gets into that. What's the opportunity that's there? Um, John, loves, John Maxwell loves to use to create acrostics, so he'll take a word and then he builds these, these deeper meanings in it. And so when he looks at problems, and I had heard this before, he puts it into a lot of his teachings, but the P is their predictors. Problems that are occurring are indicators. They're predicting something that's happening. And if you're, if you're aware of what's going on, you're going to see those problems as a predictor of something that's going to happen or a predictor of where you might be if you don't adjust something. Mm -hmm. Um, The R is reminders, you know. So, you know, if um, if I keep having certain things occurring, it may be a reminder that I need to make an adjustment Mm -hmm. in my life in some way. I love the O, of course, was for opportunities. The B in problems he had were blessings. Mm -hmm. And and that's where I think... um, it's our mindset, and if we view them the right way, we can realize, you know, this really was a blessing to in my life. The, we've, when we were talking about detours, when we did the series on detours, we think of detours as something that slows us down, but it's actually a blessing if we look at it. Um, you know, I, I'm one of those people that I look at snowstorms in the wintertime as a blessing. Mm-hmm. 
because it causes us to slow down, stay home, sit by the wood stove or the fireplace, you know, make some hot chocolate or some fresh pot of coffee and just enjoy family. L for in problems is certainly their lessons. I love this one. E, they're everywhere. They are. Yep. So be, because it's called life. And if we view them as an, as, in a negative way, it'll be a problem. But if not, it'll just be, oh, they're just everywhere. Messages, I like this too, because our problems, again, as, as similar to predictors, they're, they're telling us something. I, I used to say this uh, at Self-Lock, and I just remembered this. Um, actually, in all the places that I managed, when I was at Volpe as well and at Jake with, that when you have problems in a manufacturing process, it's your process telling you something. Mm-hmm. If your product doesn't come out right, if your emails don't go where they need to go, you know, um, whatever it might be, it's, it's a process issue. So listen to what your system is telling you. And then the S, and I love this one, they're solvable. For every problem, there is a solution. I may not figure it out. I may not figure it out now, but it's there. And then the last of these um, uh, essentials about opportunities is that we need to nourish them. Peter Drucker said, feed an opportunity, starve a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think I I like that idea of nourishing problems. Um, So, you know, I I think it's kind of like the difference between a manager and a leader. Managers are great people, but they they, they work with what is. But leaders are people that solve problems and make things better for the team. Mm Mm-hmm. So those are things that I think I, I think if I can if I can get if I can keep this mindset going where I'm at now, ooh, look out. Because I can live out my word for the year, which is opportunity. You sure can. But I need the right attitude. I need the team. Mm-hmm. I need the self-awareness to stop driving when I sense there's a problem and take a step back. And recharge, learn from it, re-enter. What did we miss? We did this kind of quick. We did. I, I think just hearing you talk about your, you know, your mind, your current mindset, and how you know you you want to stay in this place, and how you've kind of hit that reset button and are or in a better place now. It just kind of made me think about how as we're. I think we're still kind of coming out of pandemic life and yes, and we were, we're forced into a different mode of operation. And mm-hmm. for, a, for some of us, it was, um, fast, really like, yes. you know, if, and now we have to learn how to pump the brakes a little bit and think yep. like, Hey, we're not, like I'm not living in a, a in crisis mode anymore. I right. I need to kind of adjust back down, which can be hard. Yeah. Which at least oh, yeah. for me is really hard. And you obviously have experienced that just recently. Is saying like I, um, it was really easy to just have nothing else to do but work and to right. just and we got used to this level of efficiency or effectiveness and um for someone like me that's like really hard to to adjust back down to a place of less 
Right. But this is one of those situations where less can be more. And yeah, yes. And I think, um, you know, where where a lot of us are still struggling with that. Yeah. And figuring out how to be that, to to maintain that, (coughs) that level. Right. Well, well, maybe, you know, when you were at home, you could operate at one level, but being in the office, there's, there's more time. It certain things take more time or you're spending, right. you're spending more time, maybe just casually catching up with, with people that can feel mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm not being, I'm not being effective right now, or I, I'm right. not being efficient and it's hard yep. to, to make those shifts. Yeah. And I think as we, you know, as we get toward summertime, people need to use that as a trigger mm-hmm. to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and get recharged. Um, you know, if you've got children and they're, and they're home from school, it's going to create a level of stress. But also try to find a way to increase some connections over the summer months, doing things that, that are typical summer bucket list things, mm-hmm. right? Seasonal bucket lists. Um, and I think the other thing, too, is and, and that I learned is make sure you're listening to the people in your life who are telling you something's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you were telling me, my wife was telling me, my son was telling me, I wasn't listening because I was driven by a metric that if I wasn't careful was going to burn out mm-hmm. and that was revenue. And then why would it burn out? Because nothing new was being created. So I've had, you know, I, I used you and our listeners as an accountability partners you said, what are you going to do to make sure you don't increase your work? And I said, I will not take on any more work through the end of June. Mm-hmm. And I've stayed true to that. And I had somebody today say to me, so when can we start this, June or July? I said, July. Because I've committed to June. as nothing, you know, May and June are booked. Yep. Now, could I horseshoe things in? Yes. Will I? No. And if I, if I had to do it over, I would have moved some of my May to July. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember you tried to get me to do that. You said, well, what if we start this class in July or August? No, no, no. Let's try to get it into. And you're like, okay. And you even said, I think you're going to have trouble with the schedule on this one. I said, no, we'll keep it straight. No, we didn't keep it straight. <laughs> so next time you can just say, just remember, I told you this before. And I promised to listen. And I have now made that commitment to all of our listeners that I will listen to a public commitment. I will listen to Marissa going forward. All right. Hey, any, uh, any special plans? You're going to be making a trip, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. I've got a trip coming up. Well, by the time this airs, I'll already be back. You'll be back, but, uh, but we're busy doing, doing our summer things early. So we had our first, uh, little fire and s'mores. Awesome. Last weekend. So we're, Ooh. We're enjoying it. You know, I need, I need to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm committing to you and our listeners that, because last year for my birthday, my wife gave me one of those solo fire pit stoves. Yep, that's what we used. And it was sitting, it's sitting on the deck. I just mm-hmm. didn't use it yet. So I've got to commit to doing that before our next recording. How's mm-hmm. that? Sounds good. All right. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page.